Good morning. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Whether you've been here before or this is your first time listening, I'm so happy you're here with me today for another daily dose of hope in sobriety. Today is my youngest son's 14th birthday. Yes, Cameron. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, um, I do bring up Cameron, my youngest son of three. Uh, he is um, autistic and amazing and adorable. And he's so excited that it's his birthday today. We'll be visiting with family and he loves to see his family on his birthday and his friends. It's hard for me not to think about, um, and reflect on how it all began for me on Cameron's birthday, because I often feel like that his life is what saved my life. And I don't, I try not to think of myself when it really, this should be a day where, I, and it is a day where I focus on Cameron. But I wanted to steal away from being with him this morning after having breakfast and making his birthday cake. I wanted to steal away and write a post and share with you on this podcast uh, just a little story that might offer you some hope if you're struggling with getting sober, sober or staying stopped. Um, it's when I look back, it's really a incredible story about how I reached my bottom. I didn't really think much of it until I started to weave together more sober time. And now that I'm here today on, um, for the, the 10th time, now I guess it would be the ninth time that we're celebrating Cameron's special day. Um, and I'm sober. I wasn't sober. Well, I was so, well, I, I wasn't drunk the day he was born. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And year two, year three, and year four, I was drunk on his birthday. And for his, uh, so for four months after his fourth birthday, I got sober. I had the experience that I shared about my Instagram post today. And I posted a really cute picture of him going up the stairs. It's a little subliminal message there. And um, turning around with this beaming grin on his face, which really exemplifies who he is, just pure joy, pure happiness. And he brings it with him wherever he goes. And people feel it. The morning that I I woke up having my rock bottom dream, which I also have an episode about, I do I talk about often because again, it's a very significant day in my life where it's almost like the switch went off where I, you know, went through my life of drinking with seeds planted 
that, you know, maybe this isn't the path you should be traveling. Maybe you should divorce alcohol now. And um, both the morning, um, well, the morning that I had my rock bottom dream, I was being drowned in alcohol. I woke up kind of stunned about that dream. It was so visceral. It was so, so real. Um, I mean, it was, it felt so real that I literally was holding my breath in my dream <clears throat> because it, in my dream, I was underwater. Well, actually, no, it, I woke up and I realized it was alcohol. And, and so when I woke, I was gasping for air because I was holding my breath as I slept. <clears throat> That's pretty remarkable. And I felt like that was kind of like a, a big boulder just being crashed on my head. I <clears throat> Today, I know that that was my higher power, the universe. I don't know. It's a, it's a power greater than myself that that was really just like trying to get my attention to like really knock it into my head that there was there was a problem here with my drinking and that it was my life was becoming unmanageable so i again with that dream i didn't realize that this was um you know this is incredible like how how does one have a dream of that nature and and maybe I had a dream like that before and I didn't pay attention, but this time I did. This time I paid attention. And so I was so hungover. And um, as soon as I woke up, I heard Cameron um, in his bed. He, he, he still had like the railings up on his twin bed. <clears throat> and I heard him just calling for me. He wasn't upset or anything. He's just calling for me. And so I, I, oh gosh, I went, in, I think I threw up first and then I went into his room head pounding. And he was just sitting there looking out the window and he was beaming. And I was so uncomfortable. I was so sick and I felt, I felt like total crap, but I, and I saw that that beaming smile of his and his crystal blue eyes just glistening. And I crawled in to his bed next to him. He was so little at the time. And I lay down next to him because again, I was so hungover and I felt so sick. And then he put his head down on the pillow next to me and he looked into my eyes, which was something that he was starting to not do anymore. Um, and that's when we knew like autism was, I don't know, just that's when we were seeing, starting to see his autism. He had been diagnosed, but we just didn't see it, which is hard. Anyway, so this particular morning, he was looking into my eyes and oh, I just, I wanted, I, I probably tried to smile back. Maybe I did. Um, I guess he kept smiling. I don't remember if he said anything to me. You know, his language was limited. Um, he could have seen a bunny. He was really into bunnies. And um, it was May. It was May of 2012. And if he was looking out the window, he was probably looking for bunnies. Or squirrels. I don't know. And a, a new thought popped into my head. 
in that moment, laying there, feeling completely deflated and defeated and worn out, exhausted, sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And the new thought was Google local recovery meetings. And just with that thought, uh, like this tension in my shoulders went away. I felt lighter. And that's the truth. And I remember feeling like that, that is like astounding that, I don't know if I thought this is astounding, but I remember like that, that thought was a new thought. I really don't think I placed it there. I'd never really thought about it before. I always thought that I would just figure out on my own. I'd get, I figured out how, would just figure out how to handle my alcohol or control it. And that morning wasn't any different from mornings that I would wake up and, and say, okay, this today I'll stop. And usually the, the day I sober up, I drink a lot of water and pop tons of Advil. And, and then by four or five, I would start drinking again. And I would be so shit-faced by 8.30 at night. And I'd go, I'd pass out and wake up in the middle of the night. And I would be having panic attacks. Oh, how did, how did I do this to myself again? I don't, I didn't want to do this. How did I do? I just wanted to just have one drink. How did it get this way? And so <clears throat> it was the hamster wheel. I was on this fucking hamster wheel. And so this particular morning, in May of 2012, looking at Cameron and that thought came into my head. I, I, I did it. I went, I wrote in my post, I'll just share with you my post, a part of it. I, I, I instantly something the Google local recovery meetings popped into my head and instantly Change, something changed in me and I felt lighter. So I Googled, I found, I attended, I fell apart. I was relieved. I was terrified. I found my people. I was held. I was understood. I surrendered. My new life began. And so it's hard for me not to feel like that, that Cameron saved my life in a way because it, you know, just looking at him and hearing his voice and looking at this child that didn't ask to be born, the innocence that was still in him, like I hadn't fucked him up yet as it seemed. <clears throat> and that thought just motivated me. And then I did the next step. I took the next step and I did what the, the, voice in my head told me to do. And now I'm here today, sober. And it's his birthday. And I can't help but celebrate his life. Had it not been for his life, perhaps I would be dead. I don't know. But that's a story I make up in my head. <laughs> So I stay with what I know, which is lots of seeds were planted my entire life. 
I just couldn't see them. I didn't listen to the messages until it was a boulder that fell onto my head and I looked into my son's eyes and I listened to the new thought and I let go. I surrendered and I was so relieved. So that's all I've got for today. I felt compelled to share with you that story because it really, it it's a, something that happened in my life that it changed my life profoundly. It set me on a new course, and it, and I really believe I I listened to my gut that day, and I'm glad I did. I hope you have the day that you're meant to have today and that you can show up with peace no matter what happens today but remember I'm here we're all here we're in this together we can't do this alone let's hold hands as we travel this journey of sobriety of recovery I look forward to the next episode until then Be well.